Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I'm so excited about a new episode of our podcast. Today, you're going to hear from Coach Nick Hill. Coach Hill is currently the head football coach at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, Illinois. Married to Alicia, they have two daughters, but more than that, just an incredible man of God, passion for God's Word, passion for making Jesus known through the game of football. So without further delay, let's jump right into it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Coach Hill. I appreciate you having me on. You bet. So I like to start these out just with some background information because I know there's some listeners that may not know who you are. So, you know, just tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of where you grew up, your family growing up, and then your family today. Yeah, um, I, I grew up here in Southern Illinois. I, I grew up in a small town, Ducoin, Illinois, um, which is in here in, in Southern Illinois. So we're about 100 miles uh, southeast of St. Louis. Uh, it's where I grew up and then Carbondale, Illinois, where I, where I coach now and when I, where I went to college is about 20 miles south of my hometown. And so um, I would say Southern Illinois, um, it's, a, um, it's a region of about 250,000 people, but this is a, a wide region of a, a bunch of small towns. I mean, Carbondale is probably the, uh, the biggest town or city, I guess, not a city, a town of 25,000 people. Uh, the rest of the, the small towns are, are kind of like my hometown, 6,000 people. You know, I grew up, I went to a high school that had around 500 students at the time. It's smaller than that now. So, you know, I graduated with about 115 um, kids and, and that's um, how I grew up. I, I have a um, um, an older sister that's 18 months older than me. And then I have a, a younger brother that's five years younger than me. And so, uh, we grew up my, my grandparents, everybody lived in the same, same hometown. So, uh, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a homebody. I, I love the outdoors. My dad, um, is a, is an outdoorsman, uh, loves to hunt and fish. And so I grew up, um, you know, with a bass boat and, and going deer hunting and turkey hunting and basically anything that you can hunt. Um, I grew up doing that and kind of, uh, have a passion for that sports and the outdoors, um, were really my thing. And so, uh, yeah, went to high school. I, I grew up kind of a, in a, um, wanted to be a basketball player. Basketball was my first passion. Uh, loved everything about it. I played all the sports though, growing up, you know, little league baseball, basketball, football, doesn't matter whatever sport was in, I was trying to do it. And, uh, I fast forward, um, through high school, had a pretty good high school career. Um, I signed a division one basketball scholarship to Western Kentucky. I uh, played there for one season and then I, um, transferred back to Southern Illinois and on a football scholarship, I played both sports for one season and then ended up becoming the starter in football and decided that it was just too, too much. And I needed to, especially at quarterback, I needed to just concentrate on football. And then, um, yeah, I went on and, uh, you know, my path has kind of taken some different directions, but I ended up back here in Carbondale in 2013 as the high school coach. And then in 2014, came on staff here uh, as the quarterback coach. And then two years later, I was the head coach. And here I am five years later, five years into being um, the head football coach here. So um, this is really all I know as far as I, I've moved around a lot, as far as especially the five years trying to play professionally. 
but uh, Southern Illinois is home to me. Uh, I love it. My wife played volleyball here. That's how she's from Iowa, but we met because of being Salukis. And uh, so really my, my, my heart is in Southern Illinois. I love, I love everything about the area and, and kind of shaped who I am. That's awesome. You know, you talked about your family growing up a lot of sports and outdoors. What about, uh, was a family of faith? And then at what point did you realize that you needed that to make it your own, that personal relationship? Yeah. You know, I would say I, I grew up in a home that um, I, we would, we were always going, we always, I grew up going to church. I grew up in a, in a mm-hmm. church, you know, Sunday schools on, on Sunday morning uh, was, you know, we were, um, you know, went to church a, a lot, um, you know, got involved in youth groups. I would say whenever I became like my freshman, sophomore, eighth grade, freshman, sophomore year in high school, the Baptist church, really, it's really across the street in our small town. They kind of had the the more uh, involved youth group. So I started going over there more just because more of my friends and everybody were doing different things and retreats and things in the youth group. I would say really where my faith um, really just kind of where I started to ask questions and really felt this conviction of having a heart for, for God started in fifth grade. It was my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Davison. And, um, her and her, her husband, um, just, just one of those people that, that just was full of the Holy spirit really. And, you know, we were in a public school, so it wasn't, you know, where she, you could just tell there was something different about her, her love and her, and she, for whatever reason, she was always telling me that, she felt like she would call me Nikki is that, you know, I feel like God's got a, a, a plan for using you, Nikki and like stuff. So it started to really, she got me a, a little poster. She knew I love basketball it was a little basketball, somebody shooting. I still have this poster at my parents' house, but it, you know, do your best. God will do the rest a little scripture. Mm. So I'm in fifth grade and um, you know, for whatever reason, I, I really just had a, a heart for, um, you know, that's really where it, like I, I started to believe and, and really want to know more about, uh, about Jesus, you know? And I, so, but I would say that really, I, I was, uh, probably like a lot of people. I mean, I, I was tried to lead, lead a, a good life, be a, a great example and do those things, but torn with a lot of the same, struggles that high school kids have now too, you know, whether it's your social life, it's girls, it's, um, different things, you know? So I, but I always had this pool of like what was right and what was wrong I felt like. And so, and I believe that was my faith and God trying to steer me in the right direction. I was always involved in, in FCA and, um, you know, throughout high school, but so I would say growing up and then, you know, fast forward. I mean, my, just, my dad just got saved like three years ago, went through wow. some, things. and, um, so, I mean, he's six, you know, at 62. So I grew up, I mean, my dad would go to church, but it wasn't something that we were sitting around. Um, I would say growing up in a, in a house of, um, you know, living, living that way. You know, I, I think, you know, my, my grandpa and my grandma, um, my grandpa now passed away. I've even said this, um, uh, you know, when we were praying at, at Thanksgiving and Christmas that 
now looking back, I could really feel the like my grandpa having that heart for for God in his prayer. Mm -hmm. As a kid, you know, you're joking around or, you know, grandpa's going to pray again. But now looking back, it's like, man, and you saw and, and thinking back the way he lived and the heart that he had, it was like, you know, so I had a, I had faith around me growing up for sure. Man, that's awesome about, you know, I love the story you mentioned about your fifth grade teacher because that just shows the power and the platform that teachers have and the opportunity, you know, that teachers have. That's 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 huge. And, you know, and praise God that your dad, you know, three years ago saying yes to Jesus. That's that's I can't imagine that seeing your dad make that make that decision. That's awesome. And we'll talk a little bit about faith. Um, in a moment, I want to shift back to sports. You mentioned, you know, currently being the head coach of Southern Illinois, played there, um, has spent most of your coaching time there. At what point, though, prior to that, did you feel this uh, calling to coach? I think I, I believe that coaches, much like those in the ministry, it, it is a calling. So at what point did you know that that was the path for you? Yeah, I think I always knew that I, I wanted to be a coach. I would I would say that um, I didn't know that I always wanted to be a football coach. You know, mm -hmm. it was bad. Basketball was I, I think if you would ask me at um, my sophomore, junior, senior year in high school, I would say that I'm going to go. I want to be a teacher. I wanted to be a teacher. my high school football coach uh, had a huge impact on me. He was a special education teacher. And a, and a football coach. And that's what I went to college to become. I, I majored in special ed, knew that I wanted to student teach, that I wanted to um, become a high school teacher and a coach. And probably I would say I wanted to be a basketball coach. And then uh, so I, I always had that in me. I was always volunteering at the Boys and Girls Club, coaching Little League basketball, flag football, whatever it was. I enjoyed coaching um, yeah, youth camps and all of that. So I, I always knew that I wanted to be a coach, uh, but it, how God uses you and directs your path, you know, just in a, in a different sport. What is it like being the head coach at your, at your alma mater? I mean, is there any, any added pressure? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't, the, the word pressure, um, you know, that's a, that's a unique word you could go into a, a long talk about what, you know, what is, what is right. pressure? I, I, um, I, yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I've, as far as like a, a passion for your school, which I feel like most coaches can have, I feel like our profession sometimes, um, you know, you can get bouncing around to jobs and you're chasing after your own success. So when you're recruiting and you're kind of, uh, maybe selling something that you really don't believe in, or maybe you don't believe in what the head coach's vision is, or maybe you as a family, you know, like, Hey, in two years, my goals aren't even to be here, but I'm out recruiting and selling some kid to come here, but I'm going to be go long gone. You know, you see that around and mm -hmm. for me, that's not what it's like here. I mean, it's a passion for the school, the education, where these kids are going to going to come if I'm here next year or not, whether that's because it's bad or good or whatever it is, I, I feel in my heart that I'm leading a kid that I lived it, you know, and I, when I sit in a living room and, and tell these kids passionately or, or talking to alumni, man, I, I truly love this place and know what, that it, what it can be. So I think that that is um, what I love about, about the job. 
um, growing up around here. I mean, you know, look, I, I, I've talked about this before too. It's, uh, it's not easy when you're not successful, you know, and you have a, uh, so we started out the, the first year we were, we were four and seven, four and seven, two and nine. I actually talked last Super Bowl and gave a, uh, I gave a sermon at a, at a, at a church and, and talked about, we were, we were two and nine. And then we started the next season um, two and four. And then last year we rattled off five wins in a row. We ended the season ranked in the top 25, kind of turned the corner. And, and really this whole time we were believing in it, but man, it, that's a, that's a long stretch. Four and 13 is a tough stretch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a tough times going to the grocery store and answering the same questions and more so I, I think I, I'm good personally with, I'm going to do the best job that I can, that I, my foundation is in Jesus and that, man, whatever happens, I am, I am really, I am good with as far as not that you're not going to have deep disappointment. And as a competitor, man, it stinks and it, it gut punch and, you know, long nights and sleepless nights, but I still have this, you know, if I am treating people right, if I'm in the word that it gives you some freedom and peace that you just can't find anywhere else. I don't care what book you read, what self-help book you read, whatever you're chasing. And I'm into all of that and I read them, but a lot of them are missing that, you know, the ultimate thing is just your, your faith and, and, and believing that, that Jesus really has your back and that it is more than what you're going through. So you can go through a four and 13 stretch and you can keep believing in what you're mm. doing. You need to make some, some tweaks along the way. So I think the more the getting back to my point is there's so many people around here that have supported me along the way. You almost feel that like you want to win for, for them because they've supported you. They almost start making excuses for you. And I'm not an excuse guy. You know, it's like, you're right there. You're close. You're going to get it next time, you know? And so you want that, that pressure is more like, I want to deliver for them, you know, uh, than it is some self thing. So yeah, there's definitely that. I mean, you, you want to perform for, you want your, your program to do well for, look, I, I played for Jerry kill and then he came back and he was our AD, you mm-hmm. know, so you're meant your AD he's watching how you do, do things. So yeah, there's a lot of pressure that goes along with, for, you know, making sure that you're doing a good job. I think at your alma mater that maybe not so at, at a different school. Right. Yeah. Cause you're, you're a little more invested, I guess is the right. Yeah. Without, yeah. without a doubt, not just with the, the program, but I, then I think the other thing is, is that, uh, you know, say I'm from Southern Illinois and I went to Arizona or something, I was quarterback out there and, and I went out there and, and there's still that with playing for, for your alma mater, but also growing up in the community. Right. So people that aren't even really into SIU sports or maybe not a sports fan, they still, they're still my, you know, high school classmates or whatever it is. Like that's who I'm, when I'm going to the grocery store in Carbondale, I'm seeing past high school teachers, junior high, you know, like that's just, this is about the community I grew up in. Yeah, that would be, that'd be tough, especially a small town too. Yeah. Because you can't hide. That's right. So, you know, another thing in football, all sports programs, but football, the, the, one of the, I don't want to use the word trendy terms, but right now, the last year or so, culture 
the word culture is really big. So if you were to describe the culture that you have built or and are building at and in the SIU program, what what would it what would be the fifty thousand foot view of that? Yeah, I, I mean that's a that's a good point. Um, you know, culture is a, it's a word that heck. When I first got the job in two thousand sixteen, and you come in our in our uh, uh, lobby, it's culture wins championships, and I've kind of been on this this uh, pursuit of. You know, I believe that. And in 2016, I'm 30 years old. And it's like, I, I want that this culture has to take over and we're going to get the culture right like that. And um, it's going to help us win championships. I still believe that. I think that I, I've now realized, like you, you listen to every uh, interview, every uh, when a coach gets a new job, press conference, like I believe that they do believe that probably mm-hmm. that. Every high school coach, like we've, the culture is, we've got to do that. Well, the culture is just your consistent um, behaviors. It's really, you know, it's just a set of behaviors that over time, that's who you are. That's, that's your culture. It's not something that can be proclaimed, but you've got to live it out. Like, what's it look like? What's it feel like? You know, what's it smell like? I mean, that's what I, I try to tell, you know, in recruits now, it's like, I always say this to them. It's like, I know the last coach that had a zoom with you probably talked about what a great culture they have. And you have no really reason to believe me other than you need to talk to some other people that have been in our culture because every coach can sit in here and tell you what their culture, they can proclaim what it is. But I think it, it's a, it's how really what we hang our, are my number one thing. If you would ask our staff, it's how we're going to treat people is number one. You're always going to get treated right with respect um, that you're going to get our our best. Um, We're going to have humility and we're going to be able to admit when we're wrong, that admit that we don't have all the answers, but we're going to treat you right from, from a heart perspective. And so I think that's what we've, we've built it on. You know, what we've, I think we've all got to get better at is um, constant um, how we communicate. You know, we've had a lot of talk with our leadership council, even this week is the hardest thing in a, in a culture is um, it's what, what are you willing to walk past and let Mm. continue to and grow and I think that that's also what, what, your, what your culture is. I do believe that you can have those tough conversations. You can have the clear, open, and honest uh, conversations with anybody, player, coach, or them having it with you as the leader um, if you're invested in them. If they know that you, you have uh, some equity in them, like it's not just a surface thing, then – we can have those type of, and that's the culture that we want to continue to grow and, and chase after and get better at that people care about each other. So then we can hold each other accountable and we can chase after the same, you know, common goal. That's awesome. Um, I like that. I wrote that down. Culture is consistent behaviors. Um, because yeah, I mean, you hear it all the time, even outside of sports um, in my quote unquote real job, we, we spend a lot of time, talking about culture and changing culture, but, um, you know, that's the, probably the most simple way I've heard it is just consistent behavior. That's good. 
Um, clearly, faith is is who you are. You know, you mentioned that, you know, you can go through those four and 13 stretches because your foundation is in Jesus. Have you ever had any resistance, whether it be from administration, other coaches, players, parents, to to being a person of faith in, in your position? I, I, re- I really haven't. I, I do believe that, um, and, and I would I would say this is that I've always been I've always been rooted and uh, you know believed in, in Jesus and been saved. But I, I would say that in the last like two years, probably um, my faith has uh, and my maybe my pursuit of Jesus has been more. Um, you know, going through through some things, some tough times. Um, uh, Alicia and I's marriage. We've had you know a four and two year old, so we get we get the job. I'm 30, she's 27. Um, she's pregnant at the time. We have a we have Skyler a month and a half into me being the head coach, right in the middle of recruiting. Um, you know, then we we have Skyler. We have you know we we're going through life and that. Um, I think I, I just hit a point where it's like, man, I don't know what it was. It was just a me a conviction that I really got to start learning the Bible. I didn't know the Bible. I'm 33 years old and there's probably some, you know, kids Sunday school stories. It's like, I've heard them, but I don't, I don't really know them. I, if somebody asked me or I, I wouldn't pass a test, like not that that, that helps, but like, I want to get down and really understand and, um, from the Old Testament through the New Testament, you know, like I, I've just been kind of really the last two years, like swept away by um, just that that book, those 66 books, like, man, it, it prepares you. So I, I would say that maybe when d- opposition does come up or things like that's in the Bible, like that is going to happen. So it shouldn't be a surprise, right. you know, and it, it does give you the the answers to how you should be. I do believe that in this, this position that um, in the, the platform that we have as coaches or players, even whenever I was a player is that you're going to be around so many people that you can have an influence on that it's a, you know, 105 guys from all different cultures, backgrounds, religions, uh, how they've been brought up. But I, I think it goes back to that culture. It's like, you, you don't have to come in on day one and start preaching to the guy next to you. It's about your constant, how do how are you treating people? Like, how are you treating them? Like, I believe God will give you that unique opportunity and timing of when you should probably uh, speak up or talk to them or that that right time to invite them somewhere because you're not going to save them, but Jesus is going to save them. And, and, and I think that, but so if you're out proclaiming it all the time, you know, I, I listen, I, I heard Frank Wright say this and he played forever. And now, you know, he was in the ministry. Now he's the head coach of the Colts is like, you, you, it might be six months into being in that locker room. And you've never had the right time, but he's they they've watched it. They they see how you treat people. They that and they're gonna eventually maybe how you deal with adversity, you know, like how you did. Like they know something that you're going through something. You haven't been playing well. Uh, my team during that time, how I come into team meetings and how I continue. Like we're 
coach, we're two and nine and you still, you know, like, where does that come from? Or maybe it's a, your individual meeting at the end of the year. And it's a, it's a unique opportunity that then you can be like, well, let me tell you about my faith my and mm. let me tell you Jesus. And this is how I live my life or whatever it is. And so mm-hmm. I the question was about opposition. I would say I, I've never really, I've never really had that. Um, as far as I, I think you got to have a, um, a good way about yourself, respecting people um, and respecting people's beliefs, but being who you are. And I, I do think that that's hard uh, a lot of times. Um, uh, but I've, I've never ran into where, um, there's been, been a lot of like, um, Hey, you can't be who you are. Mm-hmm. That's good. I love that. I like, um, and you're right. Um, I think we all could hunger for a more, um, understanding more of the Bible. Um, you know, I think cause it is powerful. It is, you know, the only playbook we really need. Um, but I think that's something, you know, I've struggled with, um, and I'm soon to be 48 and I still struggle with that at times. And I, um, I would say like, it's, uh, you know, a lot of people, like I'm still, I'm, I'm trying to read through the Bible for the first time in my whole life from start to finish. You know, you get your, your, not the first time I've set out to, to try to do it either. I mean, right. Um, you know, I, I got the read scripture app and, and it went from, you know, Genesis one, and going all the way through and, you know, I should have been done in the end of November, but I, but I'm not. And I actually talked to our local church, our, our home church and the youth uh, or the college kids. It's like, don't be so hard on yourself. Like keep going. Like I should have been done really eight weeks ago, but I'm still, I just, I'm today. I, I I'm starting first Timothy. So I still have a little bit to go, but I'm getting close. And if you keep going, like, I think for me, you un- start to understand the word or those scriptures that you've always seen and heard, you know, like, like I started reading and I, I'm listening and like, like until like, you know, 18 months ago, I didn't really even understand who Paul was, that he wrote all those books in the Bible that, that this word like, okay, then I'm like, that's just kind of my nature and my personality. It's like, okay, now I want to learn about who the heck is Paul, you know? And so I asked my good friend Derwin Gray and I'm like, give me the best book of of Paul that I can learn about Paul. And so he sends me this, this huge book. I like to run and I'm listening and I'm learning about Paul. And then you, then you start to understand like those scriptures and where it's coming from. Oh, he was in prison during this time. This is what he went through. This is what he's thinking when he's writing this. And it just all starts to, to, I don't, I don't know. It's helped me a lot. Like, it's not been like a, uh, well, I got to read the Bible this morning right. So where like, I've been like, it, it's fun. And it's like, man, I'm learning things. And like every single time it's like, I didn't know that, you know, and it helps you with your faith and understanding. And, um, uh, but it is also tough too. You know, I think there's a thing of like, it's the prosperity go- gospel, but there's also a discipline and a, the fear of God that I think some people miss. There is like, um, you know, the, from, you know, the grace and mercy, which we all don't have a shot if it's not from that. But it's also as you start to, I think, read and, and learn that you want to start to act this way and do these things because mm-hmm. you, you see it. And unless you're diving into it, 
and not just listening to the sermon on Sundays, which is, a, which is you need to do is I think that's why it's everybody's individual pursuit of their relationship is that you got to go pursue it. Like you've got to chase after him and learn and, and listen to where he's trying to guide you and push your heart and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome because you're right. Because if you're not doing that on your own, that's, that's how we end up cherry picking certain verses and out of context because we're not personally diving in. We're just, Oh, that one is good. So let me pull that out. Right. Um, but the thing you said there that really stuck out, I think is so critical for, for me and anybody listening is don't give up. Cause I'm like you, I've started more times than I finished. Oh, I'm going to read the Bible this year. And you know, you get to sometimes February, sometimes July, sometimes November, and you miss a week or whatever, something comes up and you just quit. Um, but you know, it's those times that you don't give up that is that is incredibly important. So that's that that's that's a huge, yeah. huge encouragement. Um, and I love, I mean, I could we could have a whole nother conversation on on studying the life of Paul. I've done that um and redoing it recently. And it's just so powerful, um, his his life and his passion. But, you know, I was talking to another friend in coaching about, you know, he's doing a Bible study on the life of Paul and paralleling the life of a coach about where, you know, if Paul was somewhere on a missionary journey, if he was there two months, he was there two months and he wasn't looking at the next one. Or if he was there two years, he stayed there and was never looking ahead. And, you know, he was paralleling it to coaching that sometimes coaches get in a position instead of truly being there, they're looking at the next position already, mm-hmm. you know? So it's an interesting mm-hmm. parallel of um, really digging into the life of Paul. So yeah, no, that that's and, good. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let me ask you, and you mentioned your wife and two kids. I mean, still, still a young family. Um, the demands of your profession are unlike most. So how do you balance being the head football coach, but also being that, you know, a husband and a dad. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, uh, Alicia and I, we've been married for, for nine years and um, we have well, here in like a, a week, uh, in two weeks, we'll, we'll have a five-year-old and three-year-old. Skylar's five and Charlie will be three and um, two little girls. And so it's, um, I you, you do, it's a, it's constant, um, learning as far as you're, you're, um, balancing that I, what I've learned is always err on taking care of your family first. It's going to make you a better coach, teacher, whatever it is. It really is. It's gonna, it's, uh, you, you can sit up here and watch extra film and do all these things. And you do have to have great time management and those type of things. But I would say something that I just started, um, doing this year is during that, during this, well, we're in training camp right now we're in school, but it's like, uh, each Sunday night I'm, I've started to give my wife, um, Hey, here's when I'm going to go to work. I, I like to, I like to get up and go to work really early. Like I'm a morning person. So from like five to eight, those, those hours, you like, I'm working my best. Those are my best ideas. I'm watching film. I'm, I'm 
I'm a coffee guy. So I'm like, there's no distractions. And I've learned that that's where I can really get in a, a great rhythm. Well, now as my, my girls are getting older, like I've got to adjust, you know, because the one thing through the pandemic that I'll never be able to replace is that when they wake up, dad's at home and Charlie like gets up early and I'm up early. So th- those 45 minutes, like, man, like I, I can't get those back ever. And so I'm missing those. So I'm like, Hey, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm going to stay at home until seven 15, you know, Charlie gets up at like six, but that's an hour that I can, I can give up. I can get up a little bit earlier. I can bring my work home. You know, there's computers and all that. I can do all this stuff at home. But when Charlie gets up, I'll let you sleep in. And I'm just going to hang with the girls before they go to wherever they've, they've got to go for the, the day. And then it's like, hey, on, on Fridays, I can get Skylar from, from pre-K. And on Thursdays, I can take her to school. And you have to, like, be intentional of carving out that time of what's the most important. You can go home a little bit earlier. Um, and that's the best thing, I guess, about being the head coach is you can create the schedule. Uh but I would say that it's the it's the most important thing. Um, I'm a better coach. I'm a better. I'm more rested. I'm more uh, excited about being at work than burning, you know, the candle at both ends. And then just the per- the people that suffer are your family, and they need to be number one. That's awesome. I love that. That's some. I mean, that's good ideas for even, you know, in, no matter what profession is. You know, I, Sundays kind of setting setting the schedule for the week and sticking to it. I'm like you. I'm a morning person. Um, I feel like I'm better in the mornings too. So, you know, I do miss a lot of mornings at home, especially when my kids were younger. But on the flip side, I've have it where I, I'm, I'm home or I pick them up from school or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I think as long as you are intentional, because um, I've had times in my career where, you know, I was gone in the morning and gone in the afternoon. And, it's you know, just it's not – it's not worth, there's no career worth your losing your family. That's, no. that's, that's for sure. That's good stuff. Um, you mentioned the pandemic. So obviously as we're recording this, we're almost a year um, into it. Um, and I think if we look back to last March, we probably all thought it was going to be like a month and here we are like 11 months. So obviously impacted, you know, how you interacted with your team and and your staff. So you know, just kind of talk through how y'all adjusted to that. And then, you know, kind of second to that, how did you personally use that quote unquote downtime to grow yourself spiritually? Yeah. I mean, we, we could talk for hours of all the things that we've had to go through. I would say every um, high school coach, college coach, anybody that's leading a program during this pandemic of looking back and it's almost like almost, um, not bringing a smile thinking about the pandemic, but just all the logistics and testing Mm. uh, schedules and adjustments and seating arrangements and all these things that we've had to go through. Um, I do think that, you know, my, my short answer is I I think we'll, we'll look back and, um, and and hopefully you've grown and and are better for it. Um, I think that, I'm going to look back on that time of in a, in a positive way of all the things that we get, that I, that I got to do that I normally wouldn't be able to do. It still had to sacrifice a season. We felt like we're going to have our best team 
coming into the fall and, and, you know, coming off of our best season and returning most our team and being ready to go. But I always look back on it, all the things that, that I got to do that I normally don't get to do. I had some great days and weeks and months in 2020 with my family. Number one, the, the summertime that, that we got to, you know, the spring and summer of just, every day with your family. I mean, you're thinking about your team, but you're, you're at home of all the countless time that we got to be together, especially as a college coach. That's the one thing, like there's times, I think it was probably in May. Um, you know, I'm thinking around, like we're having all of our staff meetings on zoom and I'm talking to my agent. I'm, I'm trying to get things set up. What are they doing? What are they doing? And I'm just like, one day on the staff meeting, I'm like, I don't know if I have all the answers for you, but I know this, when we all get back together, that I said, don't have any regrets of spending, doing the, doing what you want to do right now. Like we don't have much to do. You can be recruiting. We can do the zoom call. We're going to do all of that. Be self-studying. But if you're not taking a little extra time of just saying like, look, I know, cause I caught myself doing that almost like not being able to relax because I'm, I'm thinking like I should be doing something. What can I be doing? And then you're mm -hmm. making stuff up. Not even just go relax and be with your family and be thankful that you can do that. You know, don't come back to work in the summer, June or July, when we, we get to come back from this thinking back to now, you know, back in, in April and May and not be like, man, I took advantage of that, that time. And so I think that, in the faith, I tried to read a lot. Again, I, I tried to um, be intentional about doing that. I would be, I, I would say that, um, you know, my, one of my high school best friends, his name's Casey Raymer. We go to the church called the vine here in, in Carbondale. And um, it's just a unique experience. I mean, I wouldn't be where I'm at without in, in my faith, especially in these last couple of years of him pushing me and guiding me and uh, just being an incredible um mentor to me we're the same age and he was my college roommate and he's the lead pastor at the vine um with our marriage uh his family is just an incredible uh leader so really diving into some extra time that we could meet and talk and um you know i would say that the same thing our uh our small group um at church you know that's another thing when we talk about like time is, um, you know, my first couple of years, you know, I have a TV show in the morning. So that was taped and, uh, on Sunday mornings. And I always had all the excuses why I couldn't go to church. And then it was just like last year, it's like, no, I'm, I'm carving out the time. Like, well, I can move this meeting back one hour. We can do this. Like I I've got to be intentional about doing that. Cause I'm a better coach when I do that. Wednesday mm -hmm. nights, I can catch small group sometimes, or now I can, I can log in and I can, be intentional about it. like yesterday at lunch, I was at the vine just having lunch with Casey for an hour and 15 minutes, came back. We had practice yesterday. We did all that, but you know, most coaches will, will think of excuses why we can't do that. But I've learned that it just, it makes me a better version of me. If I am intentional about doing that and having people in my life that I'm constantly, constantly connecting with, uh, of, uh, staying in the word and staying disciplined and doing those things. That's awesome. I think a lot of people did see growth, spiritual growth in 2020 is because not just the personal time in the word, but it was those relationships with other, other, especially men, other guys that, you know, that old iron sharpens iron, 
you know, I think we saw a lot of that. And I, I think that's, that's important to hopefully that's something that we saw as important. And then we, especially as men continue that as we get closer and closer to whatever normal is going to be, but that we still value that, that time with other, other believers sharpening one another that perhaps we didn't do before 2020 because we quote, no, we I agree. And I believe the one thing too, is we, we had to be intentional about doing it. You know, yep. we had to send them text. We had to make the call. We had to set up the zoom. We had to, you know, because things weren't easy as far as getting together. So we had to think of different ways, but it, it, you had to be intentional. And I think that that's something I'll like, you have to, you have to continue to be intentional or you let yourself kind of slide into, um, you know, not being that way. So is there a scripture maybe that through since over the last year that God really used in your life that you'd share? Yeah. Um, you know, when you, when you ask that, I, I would say this, just, uh, this verse, um, really, and it was in the it was in the book that I was reading about Paul, and then in my readings, it was probably six weeks ago or so when I was in when I was in Romans. But when I I read Romans eight eleven, when it and it, it talked about um, whenever it said like the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Mm. And, and I, and that, like, for some reason, like I probably heard that, but it did like hit me like that. And it's like, man, there, there's the, the same, the same Holy Spirit is in you as it was Jesus. Like you still, you have the, the same available, he's available to you just like that. Like sometime I've had to do this. I I've asked for, for prayer on it and talked to Casey, you know, um, just in the last like month or so, it's like, sometimes I don't know if I give God enough credit, like not credit, maybe it's not the right word, but like, I got to start thinking even greater of what, who the God that we serve is, is a supernatural God. When you start mm-hmm. to, like, when your faith starts to get tested, it's like, no, you got to believe even more, you know, than, than what you're, you're giving him credit for. Like it, it's, uh, and so the same thing, like, um, with prayer, you gotta, you gotta ask, you gotta pray big prayers, you know, you've gotta, um, but that same spirit is, is, is in you, you know, and it's available to you. I don't know. It kind of hit me where it was just like, man, I, I think sometimes we pigeonhole him a little bit and not give enough credit about like, no, he is the King of Kings. Like he is greater than anything that you can wrap your head around. Like you really can't even wrap your head around it. Like when you start, that's what I love about the outdoors and like nature and stuff. And you really start to, you start to think about how he designed like the perfect design. It's like, wow. Like, I don't know that that's, what's really kind of hit me during this time is that he does have a perfect plan. You know, the pandemic was in the plan um, it, you can get through these, these things. Um, you know, the, the other thing is that, and it really hit me last year when Kobe passed away is that, and I listened to Casey have a, a, a sermon on this is like that life is a vapor. And when you really think about eternity and you think about your little time on earth, it doesn't even, it's not even a blimp on the, it's not even a speck. You won't even see it. We're, we're talking about, 
you can make a choice that will last an eternity or you're really, you don't know if you're, if, if Kobe got 40 years, whether you get 66 years, whether it's me and I'm 35, I get 36, five years. You just don't really know. I mean, life is going to go by so fast. And so, you know, thinking about eternity, that that's just, a, that's encouraging. That's like, that is a, uh, a piece that lives within you that I don't think you can get, you just can't get from anywhere else. That's awesome. I love that. And that's one of those verses that I think a lot of us have heard it over and over, but it doesn't register. But yeah, some, there are times when you read a verse like that and it just, it's like, boom, you know, but, and then, and to think about that, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in us is, is powerful. And if we, yeah, you know, me personally, I know if I would just truly grasp and rest in that, um, it's, it's life-changing, but oftentimes, like you said, I've got, I don't really, I don't live my life with that perspective. You know, I've got, you know, I kind of right. put, you know, box God into, to this yeah. instead of, I mean, that's, that's power. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I love that. That's one of my favorite questions because it's one of those things where I go and, um, I like to go back and look at those verses and um so that that's awesome so let's close it out uh one last question two words in sports all in i mean it's everywhere um it's all you know a lot of people talk about that in their culture but it's also in the new testament jesus talks about if you're gonna be my follower you you gotta be all in you gotta deny yourself take up your cross so i like to ask this from a practical sense um nick what does that look like in your daily walk to be all in with christ yeah, no, and that that's tough. I, I think if if you're not um, if if you're not in the word, that's kind of like one of those things. Like the word of God's like a, I think it says like a, like a double edged sword. Like it mm-hmm. stick you sometimes where it's like, man, I got to be better, or I, man, I maybe like all in, you know, like especially like you. I think you put in there like some some high school and college students are like, you got to be. You know, sometimes I think I'm, I'm talking with myself, too. It's like, yeah, I don't know if I really want to hear that, you know, like, like, were you sure we've got to we've got to do that? You know, like it's almost like uh, like when I talk to our team about being all in, it's not a it's not a buffet, you know, where you get to just walk through and pick out what you like. Like the, these standards are for me. And, you know, I, I like this um, uh, part of it. But, you know, this like that just doesn't, you know, that's not convenient for me. So I'm not going to do that. And it's the same way with, with your faith, you know, of being, when he says being all in is like, uh, not just hearing the scriptures and the, the things that really make you happy and feel good, but having the discipline to, to walk uh, a disciplined uh, life and knowing that it is the, the, the grace of God and, and, uh, thank God he had mercy on us is that when you do mess up is to, to have the, the things that in your life that get you back on track and that it, um, and so I, I would say that it's that it's being all in. Um, it's not easy. It is tough, but it, um, Casey and I, I talk about, he, he's talked to me about this. It's not only the right way, but it's the best way it's the, it's the best way it is. I, I just don't know what else to say about it. When you, when you get that feeling on the inside, that it is 
the most peaceful and it is the most rewarding and it's the best way to live. You can go and and have just peace. You're not looking and searching for these answers that the the world's trying to say that you need. And so um, I guess that that that's my answer to that. I love it. I wrote that down. I wrote two things down as you were talking about that. Um, especially with, with our faith, it's not a buffet. You know, we don't, we don't choose, um, our, the, our Christian life is not, you know, a pick and choose of what's convenient. And then I wrote that down. It's not the, it's not just the right way. It's the best way. That's good stuff. That's a good way to wrap it up and, um, kind of close it down. I, I do appreciate, um, you responding on Twitter to someone tagging you, recommending you to be on here and making yourself available to, to share your story. I know I've been encouraged and those listening have as well. And I know it's a, a crazy time for y'all because you mentioned y'all are in the middle of spring practice. So I appreciate you take, taking some time to, to jump on and, and share with us. Yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I look forward to uh, growing our relationship and, uh, and following you. And, and if there's anything that I can do or, uh, like you said, I mean, um, you know, you know, of other coaches that are getting together and, and different things. I'm, uh, I'd love to connect in any way that I can. Awesome. Thank you again to Coach Hill for taking time of his busy schedule to jump on and share his story and encourage us. Um, I know I was encouraged and just uh, looking at the notes, a couple of takeaways just from the last question. Um, about being in the Word and that being all in in our walk with Christ. It's not um, a buffet. We can't just pick the parts of our faith and the journey of following Christ that's convenient. There's going to be some inconvenience, so we need to embrace that. And it's not just the right way, it's the best way. And and just Coach Hill's passion for, for the Word of God and understanding the Word of God and never giving up on being in the Word of God. And that's the encouragement for you and for me is to always be in the Word. Don't give up when we miss miss time in the Word. Just pick up where we left off and don't beat ourselves up and understand that this walk with Christ is the best way. Thank you for listening. I hope you've been encouraged as I have. I would ask you to share this episode with someone. And also, we love to hear from you. So go to our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the search bar. Just type in All In Sports Outreach. Find out who we are, why we do what we do, and opportunities to pray for us, to serve with us, and to give. Thank you for your continued support, encouragement, and prayers.